Hey everyone, this is Paul Dick. I am here with Mr. Ben Fransu, and we are going to talk about redoing some open workouts. So we're pretty excited. This is the first time we don't have to play a uh, pass the mic back and forth because we have a brand new, just purchased off of Kijiji in a very sketchy Kijiji deal um, interface so that we can do continue doing our podcasting. We, we should start this podcast off by telling the story about what brought you this podcast. What brought me the podcast? Yeah, how, how you got this um, this new, what's it called? The Focusrite? The Focusrite, This new yes. thing that's allowing us to use both our mites so we can... We can catfight without having to pause in between each of our comebacks. Yeah. It makes the, the battles less intense because you have to pause every time you want to rebuttal, right? Yeah. I, I hate, uh, I'm not a huge fan of the Kijiji thing. Um, I've had some really good experiences with it, but for this, this one, it was like just nonstop back and forth. Um, like, hey, when are we going to meet up? And it's like, okay, tonight. And, uh, you know, somewhere around the forks or whatever. And then it ended up being like at Ikea. And then it was like, okay, I'm not coming out to Ikea tonight. And then the next day it was like, okay, let's meet like, you know, at Save On Foods off Keniston, which is way past Ikea. And then be there. <laughs> not for an like, improvement at all. Yeah. Be there for like <laughs> 3.30. So I'm like, okay. So I ended up like going down there and I'm waiting. I'm like, okay, it's like 3.40, 3.50. I'm like, Texted the guy, not hearing anything back. I'm like, what the hell? So ended up like, texted him. I'm like, if you want to get rid of this thing, meet me here in five minutes. I'm taking off. Oh, I totally forgot. I'm sorry. I'm at a buddy's house. Come to my buddy's house. And I'm like, I am not going to your buddy's house. I don't know if I'm going to like. <laughs> I'm not going to your buddy's house <laughs> to pick this fucking thing up. <laughs> gonna, I, I don't know if it's like walking and two guys playing swords or whatever. And I'm like, I don't want this. So they're like playing Mario Kart. And they're like, I don't even know where it is. Yeah. Let so, me find it real quick. Hang on. So anyway, see, I'm like, okay, I'm leaving in five minutes. So either you want to get rid of this thing, uh, get down here in five minutes, or uh, or else, like, you know, I'm not taking it. And uh, he he made it down there in five minutes. So that's pretty impressive that he made it down to Savon. And wh where is this? Like on Keniston too? Somewhere on Keniston. Yeah, but he said he was only like you know a few minutes away from there. So okay, that makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. Well, thanks, random sketchy dude from Kijiji. Yeah. So you've brought us this excellent new addition to our podcast. Yeah. And uh, the, the last one Ben had donated um, so that we could start doing them and see if we even, like, you know, were able to get any listeners and stuff like that. Yeah, and, we uh, really appreciate all three of you, by the way. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> so, <laughs> anyways, let's, let's get on to today's topic. We're going to talk about redoing open workouts. And uh, whether it's a good idea, maybe it's a bad idea. Maybe you shouldn't even do the open. I don't know. <laughs> you know, this is starting to be like a real podcast, where it takes like five minutes to get to the topic you're going to talk about. All right, let's go. Okay, so who should go first? I mean, you kind of, I just went over my opinion with Paul to make sure that he didn't disagree with me so harshly that I wasn't allowed to say it on the podcast. So now I want to hear Paul's thoughts and then, then I'll rebuttal. All right. Opening um, argument from Paul Dick. Here okay. we go. My thoughts are, it depends on who you are and what letter your name starts with. Um, no, that has nothing to do with it. I was going to say I agree 100%. No. Um, you know, if someone knows that they can do better, so if their goal is to redo the workout, get a better score because it might get them several places ahead on the leaderboard, um, you know, go ahead and redo it. 
If it's not going to cause any damage from doing repetitive movement, go ahead, redo it. And if you have a better strategy, then go ahead and redo it. If you're just redoing it and like, oh, I'm not happy with my score, I'm going to attack it the exact same way, but I'm just going to go harder. That usually never works. So having a plan uh, in place of how you're going to get that done is, uh, is going to be extremely beneficial. Um, for example, there's one member here. I don't want to use his real name, but we're going to call him Rob. <laughs> Just <laughs> not using any real Rob name. Quito. <laughs> but anyways, um, ended up doing like the 18.1 on Saturday. Did really well with it, but yeah, he, he crushed it. That's true. But he wanted to do better. The guy's like a little toe to toe bar ninja. <laughs> and uh, it was like beautiful watching him. I had like tears running down my face. <laughs> and, and then, um, so that was like the, the eight toes to bar, the 10 dumbbell clean, clean and jerks, clean, and hand, clean and jerks, hand and clean and jerks, and then the row. And um, so he had a slightly different strategy he was gonna take. And uh, when I was watching him warm up, I'm like, why don't you do jerks with the dumbbell? And he was kind of like, well, I'm not very good with them. And I'm like, so the better thing to do would be like work on your jerks at a lighter weight today so you're more comfortable with it and then hit it on Monday. And the reason he was doing them back-to-back -back days was because he couldn't come in on Monday and redo it. So it's like sort of a now or never type thing. And I was kind of like, you know, the, the best thing would be, you know, use that Sunday to recover or do some active recovery and work on the skill that's going to make it a little bit easier to get that dumbbell up because if you're just push pressing it overhead that 50 pound dumbbell for the guys um, and your arms and shoulders are getting tired with it then it's going to be a lot harder to get that dumbbell up if you can resort to the jerk um, refine that movement and become a little better at that that's going to you know go a lot further and um, so he ended up redoing the workout he ended up doing better with it I think he ended up getting like 14 reps better so he was he was definitely happy about that and um, it was it was cool to see um, like Ben said, sometimes you do realize that you're capable of going a little bit harder. Was that our conversation, or did you already mention this? I, I've, we've talked about this like a hundred times, because I'm so good at sandbagging workouts the first time I do them. I, like, first time I did the Open in 2016, I think I redid four of them. And every single time, I increased my reps by like a huge margin, because I just didn't know how to go hard. But yeah, no, I, I think, is it my turn for opinions now, by the way? Yeah, go for it. Okay, cool. So... I, there's a, a lot of different like directions I could take this because like I, like Paul was saying, it kind of depends on the person. So if, if we're going down the list, if your name is Richard Froning or I don't know Matt Fraser, and like your livelihood depends on your results in CrossFit competitions, um, and you need to like you're trying to qualify for regionals or whatever. If there's like a next step process to it, I think you can totally redo open workouts because I think you should be trying to get better every time. I, like I was saying earlier, I don't know anybody that redoes open workouts and then does poorly the second time. Like Usually you learn something the first time if you're really unhappy with your score. And then you can better your score the time you redo it. And so, if you're, like I said, if your goal is to like make regionals or something like that, like that's totally cool. Nothing wrong with that at all. Um, the thing that I think is, and this is maybe overly anecdotal, I suppose, but there's some things that change in, in the mindset of uh, the rest of us mortals that are not trying to make regionals, that if you have it in your mind that you're going to redo the workout, you might not go as hard as you should the first time. And then you're just kind of like, 
wasting your time the first time you do it. So I don't like the mindset of, oh, I'm definitely going to redo it. Like, I think you should be attacking every open workout as if it's the only time you're going to do it. Now, the time that I would make an exception for that is, like, especially this last week with uh, 18.2 and 18.2A, um, I've heard of people that were, that, like, missed their opening cleans in 18.2A and didn't get, like, a single clean in. And it's like, okay, that's, even if you're not a super high-level athlete, you want to put in a score for both workouts. It just happened to be that those two separate scored workouts were in the same time domain. So I think something like that is worth redoing for anybody, right? Because you want to just get in another score. Because the point of the Open for the rest of us is see where your weaknesses are and see where you stack up with everybody else. I think it, mostly the Open is just an awesome learning experience for most of us. So to get the optimal knowledge from the Open, I think you need to put your best foot forward. So if you, if you have to redo a workout for something like that, that's also totally something you can go for. But I think people get really lost in the redoing it. And like I've heard peop people like redoing it four times. Like they do it like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they're like Monday morning and they're like, oh, I should, I really think I can just go a little bit faster. But it's one of those things that once you redo it once, you're like, oh, I got a little bit better. I could probably do a little bit better if I pushed even harder if I did it again. And it like, it's, it's such a downhill spiral from there. It's like, I think you should basically always be in the mentality of you're going to give it 100% when you do it the first time and just get it done properly. And, you know, in competitions, like in local meets, you don't get to redo workouts. So I think, like I said, it's a dangerous, like, psychological pattern to be in, to, like, give yourself the escape hatch of, oh, I'll maybe go a little bit harder if I redo it on Monday. But, like, I don't know, your grandma dies Sunday night, and Monday morning you got to go somewhere to console your parents or whatever. Like, all of a sudden plans change, and now you got to go with your original shitty score. Like, you can get yourself in pretty bad situations like that. Yeah, just, just bringing that up, and I think that, uh, you know, like you said, if you do the first workout and you're like, you have it in your head that you're going to redo it on Monday anyways, and you do sandbag it a little, who knows if you come down with a cold or something on, you know, Saturday or yeah, Sunday. Yeah, absolutely, so or, true. Or a flu or you wake up with a fever or something like that, like, you are not going to want to redo that workout. So getting it done, you know, earlier on, not leaving it to the last minute, and there are things that come up here and there that, that might push it back, but ideally, you know, if you can do it, hit it hard the first time, and you're happy with your score, but, you know, maybe you want to redo it just to kind of get a few more reps, um, you know, if you're redoing it to get one or two more reps and you are like 10,000th in, um, you know, Canada West hey, or something. what's wrong with being 10,000th in Canada West? <laughs> That's me, bro. Then it's like, you know, is it really worth doing it? Uh, you know, it, it I don't even think there is 10,000 people in Canada West. <laughs> I know, probably, probably not. No, it's I like, totally agree, though. But yeah, if you're if you're right at the top there and, you know, whether it's you're a master's athlete and you're close to the top 200 in the world or whatever, there's still like three more weeks of competition too. So you got to keep that in mind. If you get burnt out now and you've got three weeks to go or there's two weeks to go, then it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be such a great competition. And it's, it's cool that it's five weeks long, but also if, you know, say you're, you're feeling great and you're doing awesome for the first three workouts and then you do come down with something, then it kind of sucks and it can screw up your, your year completely if, if yeah. that was your major goal. And it's an intense workout every time you do it. Like, even if you are redoing it, I think most people go basically as hard as they can in each open workout because it's, like I said, it's the big competition of the year for most of us. So um, if you end up redoing every workout, 
you've instead of doing five workouts at your highest intensity, you've done ten, right? And it's like adding a second really high intensity workout like that throughout your week can it's overtraining is a really real thing through the open season. Like, um, who is it? Uh, Max Elhog from Training Think Tank was talking about this the other day. He's like, every year we do performance markers at the beginning of the open, at the end, and nobody ever scores better at the end. Like, you, it's almost impossible to avoid some amount of overtraining through it because the intensity is so high, even though it's only one day a week. But it's like, if you're doubling the amount of time you're spending in that super intense competition atmosphere, and like you know when you're competing, sometimes your form kind of goes out the window because you're just trying to get a couple extra reps. Getting yourself into that zone is really dangerous, especially in this last week with like a max clean. Lots of people are like the bars on their biceps, and they're like, you know, doing a zercher squat to get it back up to their shoulders. Like, you don't want to be doing that two times if you don't have to. Like. It's not going to be pretty, so get it done and get it over with, and don't put yourself back into that situation if you don't have to. Yeah, I I agree with that. I remember one of the workouts. Um, I think it was probably about three years ago. There was like deadlifts and box jumps, and it was the box jumps stayed at fifteen. The deadlifts kept ascending in uh, in weight, and that was a workout that just smoked your lower back, like. You know, even if you were keeping, you know, perfectly uh, natural curve in that lumbar spine and say you were using a belt and everything, like your lower back was so lit up that even if you took a day or two to recover in between, it's not a workout that you want to redo again. Like there Absolutely. are certain workouts, like if, you know, if something gets thrown in with like high rep, um, high rep uh, bar muscle ups and or say handstand push-ups and you have very delicate hands like myself and <laughs> you, you like completely tear them up um you know you're not going to recover in a, a day to do it again like it's just it's not going to happen so you yeah, gotta even if you like you know i've got like one or two cuts on your hands for the first time then you redo it and then you've got seven and then yeah. you've got four days to recover until thursday and the next workout's announced and then it's got chest to bar like you're screwed yeah you gotta pick and choose your battles and decide which which workouts are going to be good to redo and which ones are you know something that you're going to have to be ha have to be happy with your performance so or you know just even ahead of time say assess the workout and ask yourself is this something that I'll be able to redo, um, and if it if you know it's going to destroy you, then you might need to just put in your all for that workout and just call it a call it a weekend after that, and not you know not go and repeat it. I'm shaking my head uh, vertically in agreement. Yes, in the corner over here, by the way. No, I totally agree, and I think like at the intensity that most people attack the open workouts, your your chance of injury is is so much higher than your day to day training that. Like I said, I don't think you should be in that kind of competition state any more than you have to because, you know, even if we're, like I was saying, like handstand push-ups, a lot of people in competition, they don't lower their head to then, they, then lower their knees. They're cycling them, right? So they lower their head and the knees at the same time. So you're cranking pretty hard on your neck. And, you know, say you do like 100 of those in a workout, like that's a lot of pressure on your neck. It's a lot of time to spend upside down like that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not a huge fan of high rep. Uh, handstand push-ups having broken my neck years ago rock climbing and it's just not worth it for me to have a headache for two or three days after doing handstand push-ups so I kind of try to avoid them and stick to more of the pressing movements and uh, yeah it's just it's just not worth it and for a lot of people that are doing this like not most people aren't going to regional so it's like 
a longevity thing. You want to do this, compete with friends, have a good time. Um, you'll tend to push yourself a little bit more, a little bit harder, and see you know what you're capable of, rather than you know destroying yourself and uh, not being functional for the rest of the week, which is something that we don't want for people here. Yeah, that's the other thing. You're like debilitatingly sore on Sunday, and then you're like, oh, but Monday morning, I'm going to smash this thing. And then you just get wrecked. And then like Thursday of next week, you're still sore. And the, like the announcement is like something else with similar interference. Like if your quads are sore, and then the next workout's got like rowing and thrusters, and you're like, oh, no, what have I done? Yeah. Hey, wouldn't that be awesome if they threw in a workout that was just a 2K row for time? No, <laughs> like that'd be awful. That's yeah, that would the be the worst six, seven minutes of your life. Yeah, no, that would be six, seven. I'm from Earth. Seven or eight minutes is what I meant to say. Uh, sub seven, but yeah, okay, not all of us are freaks like you, Paul. No, but see uh, how much less meat there is on my biceps than yours. I yeah. can't pull the rower that hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't even use my legs. Just curl. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so just quick little recap, like if you're, if you're planning on redoing an open workout, make sure that you're not, you know, injured or destroyed from the, the previous one. Make sure that you have a plan of attack and, uh, yeah, don't, don't just kind of go into it just cause you want to do it a second time. Like if you really feel like you can go harder, like, okay, but just, there's gotta be some method to the madness for sure. Yeah, if you don't have a plan of attack, then uh, you're probably just going to plan to fail. And you may end up getting a worse score than the previous time, which is even worse than, you know, redoing it and only getting a yeah, couple. Yeah, and then, and then you're just going to be, like, laying at home in the bathtub that night, like, oh, I'm not doing this sport anymore. Yeah. I retire, I quit. <laughs> Never competing in anything ever again. Yeah. It's a oh. vicious cycle. I've only done this for two months. This yeah. sucks. That was me after uh, 18.1, actually. Yeah. No, it was, yeah, there were some really, really good workouts. Um, a lot of people are saying they're loving the challenge, whether they're doing it for the first time, like, uh, first time in general, or first time scaled, or first time RX. It's pretty cool to see people progress and, and challenge themselves, and it's pretty, uh, pretty awesome doing, um, you know, just competing with everyone. And I'm loving that we're doing it on Saturday afternoons rather than Friday nights like previous years. And people are coming in more rested. They've had a good breakfast. They got some, you know, good sleep, and we're able to, you know relax and do whatever you know before coming in rather than you know finishing a whole work week and uh being destroyed from that and having to go and put on a performance on uh friday night so yeah i know it's been fun especially if, if people can stick around for a little bit too because they're not tired from working that day they can actually like hang out for a bit and yeah can all talk about the scores we've got it's it's been really cool and even like the other day one of our members i'm not going to mention my name but let's call her caitlin got her first toe to bar uh, like right after the first workout was announced. Like, how cool was that? That's you awesome. Know? She was telling me, she's like, oh, I wanted to do the open RX, but like I can't do a toe to bar. I'm like, well, let's see how close you are. She was pretty close. I was like, just tuck your knees a little harder and kick. And then she got her first toe to bar like two minutes later. And it was like, that's like my favorite part about the open is like seeing people push themselves a little harder than they usually do in training. And then they're like, whoa, look what I'm capable of. And then, yeah. you know, next year, I'm sure Caitlin will be doing toes to bar in the open. No problem. Yeah. No, it's really cool to see some of the members uh, kind of, whether they are doing it scaled or RX'd and uh, just just doing it, um, not talking themselves out of it, like, oh, I'll do it next year. And, and some of them said that, like, oh, I'm going to wait until I'm better at this or that. Oh, man, and it's I like a dollar for every time I heard next year. Yeah. And uh, you know what? Like, do it now and, and just have fun with it and, you know. Some people put a ton of pressure on themselves and others are, you know, just cool with uh, just cool with doing it and just doing it for the experience. But, uh, 
yeah, I don't know if you're ever thinking of like competing and stuff like that. It's a great atmosphere to do it in just because there's so many people around from, you know, from the gym. You're doing it in your own gym sort of thing. And um, it just kind of gets you competition prepped. Uh, so, you know, whether it's what do I eat beforehand so that I can actually feel good and, and you know, being rested and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, it's just like race day for five weeks in a row. So, um, you yeah, know, no, it's really cool. And it's, it's fun for people who like if they don't compete in any other sports too, like it's super all-inclusive. Like, you know, if you want to compete in the open, like you can you know, even if you don't have toes to bar, you can compete in the scale division. It's still a competition for anybody who wants to do it. And it's it's really cool that it's all-inclusive like that, you know? There's not a lot of other sports in the world where you can compete head-to-head -head with the best in the world and just have, like, no prerequisite other than, you know, a credit card number. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. No, the yeah. Open is a really cool thing. And it, there was, like, this little thing with... Uh, Rich Froning, Spencer Handel, and Austin Maliolo were sitting on the couch talking about this, and they were like, you know, back in the day, if you <laughs> had, like, 20 unbroken thrusters at 95 pounds, you were games level. Like, that was it. If Dave Castro knew your name, like, you could make it to the start, you know, to the CrossFit Games. And now it's different. You can be an incredible CrossFit athlete, mm -hmm. and you might never even go to the games. You might even yeah. never even make it to regionals. So it's, uh, it's something you've got to keep in mind. Like, if you're you know, in the top 500 in your region, like, that's freaking awesome. Even just to be competing in the Open, like, if you can do the whole Open RX, that is, like, a huge accomplishment, you know? And a lot of people that are doing scaled right now that I know will be able to do RX next year, like, that's huge progress, Yeah. you know? And you can see that year after year in your worldwide ranking, you know? If you go, you can go up, like, 10,000 placings in a year, you yeah. know? It's just wild. Yeah, a lot of it comes down to how much work are you willing to put in? Are you willing to spend time working on your weaknesses and making them strengths? And, um, you know, there's going to be some sacrifice there. But uh, if it's if it's worth it and if it's something you want, then, yeah, work for it. Yeah, I think those are my, my closing thoughts. Cool. All right. Well, let's see what 18.3 uh, brings us uh, this week, hopefully. Should we put some bets down right now? Bets? Yeah, like what we think is going to be an 18.3. And then people can make fun of us on Friday afternoon. Be like, hey, you guys thought it was going to be this? Mm. What do you think? I don't know. I've been thinking it's going to be a chipper or something this week. Yeah, I think it could be a chipper. Probably like a 12, 15-minute AMRAP of something pretty gross. Yeah, that sounds like I fun. think it'll have muscle-ups in it. Yeah. I think we'll see muscle-ups. Yeah. Ring or bar again? Ooh, good question. I think the ring will make a return this year. Yeah? Yep. Well, then I'm going to play... Devil's advocate and say it's going to be the bar. I think right. it was. I think the injury rate of people trying ring muscle ups for the first time in the open was just so high because people would just fall through the rings and, like, or the rings would escape their arms because they don't really have the strength to do a muscle up. Whereas, like, you can attempt a bar muscle up for an hour and probably never hurt yourself <laughs> too badly. There. <laughs> like, you yeah. can just miss and you'll be fine. But like with the rings, it <laughs> can go wrong so badly. Yeah. So I think that's part of why they went to the bar. It was a little safer for the general public. So my, my guess is that they'll stay with the bar muscle up for a while. All right. Well, I guess we'll find out. Or maybe they'll be both. Maybe that's the chipper. Yeah. 100 bar muscle ups and 100 ring muscle ups for time. <laughs> 2K row. And All right. 2K row. All right. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And, um, yeah, good luck in 18.3. Out.